0: Welcome to the Gotham Principles Podcast with Alain Barzilai. Entrepreneurial lessons that will unlock your business superpowers. Okay, welcome back to another episode. And for today, we're going to really be looking at the topic of your clients and understanding the psychology of your clients and the different types of clients that you're dealing with every day by looking at them through the lens of Batman villains. And for this, it's going to be a really fun exploration. We're going to explore a whole rogues gallery of Batman villains and understand what's in their heads, why they operate and, and why they're motivated the way they are, and looking at your clients and thinking about how they are much the same as those villains and, and are motivated and, and relate to you in a similar way. So, without further ado, Alan, tell us a little bit more about the topic.
1: Well... If you want to find the most interesting supervillains in the comic book world, they all live in Gotham. Batman fights the most unusual, creative villains, and it seems like there's never an end. There's another one, and another one, and another one. And when I started to study Batman villains, what came to light for me is... Their motivations. Why is this villain behaving a certain way? What is the deep psychological motivation of that villain? Why do they name themselves a certain name? Why do they dress in a certain costume? Why do they act in a certain way? And you start doing a deeper and deeper dive. And this whole world of psychology opened up to me in studying these archetypes. And then something crazy happened. I went to the office the next day, I looked at who some of our clients are, and I started envisioning them in these masks, and it all clicked. So what I want to do today is talk about the top 12 Batman villains, one at a time, and just at the surface level, describe who they are and what they're about. And I'm so happy I have you today, John, to talk to, because you're going to see this as some of your clients And the takeaway is, how does Batman deal with the Penguin? How does Batman deal with Poison Ivy? Will then in turn be a
0: methodology for how do you deal with your clients? Great, great. I'm looking forward to it. And I do think it's interesting. So your feeling is that they spend much more time and effort developing this wide assortment of villains for gotham and batman than any other superhero individual or team out there name superman's villains go i think you got lex Luthor. absolutely right real know.
1: he's a real estate developer like me <laughs> um name another one uh i guess bizarro right absolutely name another one gets harder and harder yeah. you yeah. see green lantern i don't know any of them well it can get more and more esoteric Mm-hmm. And the comic book nerds can answer this to the you know what episode and but the average person if I name superheroes nobody will be able to relate to the bevy the rose gallery of an endless list
0: of Batman superheroes. And do you feel they also dive a, a, a little bit deeper and they go a little bit more into fleshing out the motivations and like you said the psychology behind these villains in Batman?
1: Sure. Because when you're writing a superhero comic, if you have a one and done, they just show up for one comic book, one story, how deep a dive can you go? Alternatively, if you take one character, say like Alex Luthor in the Superman world, well, you can draw that out for millennia. But when you look at the diversity of criminals out there, you want to have categories, and that's what they do very effectively. It's not as if Batman can run around Gotham with the bat weapon, some magic weapon that handles every criminal the same way when the criminals are totally different. Much like in your business, when you look at your clients, do you just rank them as one category? These are the clients. These are Pennsylvania clients. Those are New York clients, geographically. These are are A, B, and C, you know, these are the ones that are the top producers, you know, the big wig dollars and the little ones. You're missing the entire picture. Clients and villains are people. And people are not as unique as you think they could be. Not everyone is an individual special snowflake. What you'll find is there are characteristics in which they share, and they can be easily categorized. Once you know which category your villain is or your client is, you then know their motivation. You know how to work with them. You know how to keep the peace, or you know what weapon in your arsenal is going to be effective to handle that type of client. That's the goal of today's talk.
0: Very cool, very cool. All right, so who do we start with? I, I know the, uh, the Joker's probably at the top of everyone's list, but with, who's number one?
1: Well, since you mentioned the Joker, let, let's start there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't want to kill you. What would I do without you? Go back to ripping off mob dealers? No, no. No. No, you.
1: You complete
0: me. What do you think about when you think about the Joker? So I think the Joker seems to me to be a, a much deeper villain than many that you think of. Obviously, I think that he um, has probably some uh, some background where he was bullied or beat up or or um, abused in some way and became the the villain he is today.
1: Well, I agree. He is certainly the most diabolical of all the villains and the most complicated. On its surface, he's a clown and a gambler. He's basically a psychopath, okay? Now I'm not saying that your clients are psychopaths. Some probably are, but that's not the point of today's chat. The Joker is unpredictable and he's that high roller gambler. And when he plays the game, He plays to win, no matter what. And that deepest, dark side of him is ever present. These are the differentiating factors that separate him from the other top 11 villains. So in business, what you'll find is some of your clients have the same characteristics. They're unpredictable. They've hired you because they're a gambler. They don't believe that you are going to deliver on your promise. They're just hoping that it works out. They're playing a game. And it's, you know, the irony of the joker is it's not all funny business. Every time he's smiling, joking around, he ain't kidding. On the surface, these are the clients that may be jovial. They're joking around with you, but deep down, they're worried that you're not giving them what they want. But you don't see
0: it coming. So these would be the types of clients that, um, so you know, when we used to be in the the business of building custom applications and websites for people, they would say, "I don't know why I don't like it. Just wow me."
1: That's part of it. But I think what happens. Let's take that story a little bit longer. Um, your team starts working with them and everyone's getting along. Everybody loves them. They're so funny. They're great to work with. Everything's great. And then out of nowhere, they clock you in the face. They hit you with a legal letter about they're not paying you, and you're shocked because you got taken in. That's the Joker.
0: Got it, got it. So the unpredictable aspect is the big trait in these clients.
1: And it's that there's a mask of a smile. He has a smile on his face. But the smile's not real. It's inauthentic. It's hiding a darker secret. That's one category of client. Got it. Let's move on to another one. Um, How about the Riddler? If you remember, the Riddler um, is someone who's obsessed with finding answers. Uh, He's a problem solver. He's very curious about your business and... He loves puzzles, and but but he doesn't have all the answers. He lacks know-how. This is the type of client that doesn't just do whatever you tell him to do. You're, you're an advisor. You're right. You are a SME. You're a subject matter expert, right? You know what to do. You have a system. But this is the one who will challenge that. Well, why? Why? It's like a little kid. Why this? Why that? And at first. It's curious, but it can become annoying. And what's at the heart of it? They're challenging what you do. They haven't really bought into your secret formula. There's no blind to trust that. Do you, see, you, see you have any clients yeah. like
0: that? Yeah, no, I'm very familiar with that. And I think, um, you know, particularly when you're in the technology business, that, you know, people have some preconceived idea of how technology should work, whether or not they really... You know, know it at a deep level. Let's talk about the penguin. My name is not Oswald. It's Penguin. I am not a human being. I am an animal. Cold blooded.
1: The penguin, when you look at him, do you know what he's wearing? Do you remember? Isn't he in a tuxedo? Absolutely, with a top hat and the, and the extended cigarette. Mm-hmm. But he's from.
0: Looks like FDR.
1: Yeah, but he's, he grew up in the sewers. He's phony baloney. He identifies with his wealth, with his class. It's all about money and status, which ironically is not what he is. He's a phony. He's highly emotional. He wears his wealth and money and power on his sleeve, and that is his identity. These are the types of clients that constantly remind you, I'm paying you good money. I better get my money's worth. You better not nickel and dine me. And often, they have two nickels to rub together. They're paying with their last dollars. And they're so afraid because they can't afford to replace you. But it doesn't show up. And some of your interactions with them is you think they have deep pockets and they don't. These are the clients who maybe hired you for 50 grand but they're looking for ways to dock you because they can only afford 30. Mm-hmm. So that's to me, the Penguin, the Scarecrow.
0: Remember the Scarecrow? Yeah, I guess the Scarecrow would probably be, if I think about the top five Batman villains, yeah. it would be, scarecrow Sure, would be up there. Oh, having trouble. Take a seat, have a drink. You look like a man who takes himself too
1: seriously. Well, what's he all about? Fear. The Scarecrow villain, if you remember in the Batman films, they interpreted him as a as a psychiatrist who had a spray that would make you uh-huh. see your fears. He would put a mask on. So really, it's all about fear. He's likely to freak out when there are minor setbacks. So he's scared as well. That was the irony of the Scarecrow character. Not only does he induce fear in others, but look at him. His place in life, he is terrified of his bosses and the other criminals. He's a very scared guy. So, in your experience, how does that show up as a client? If you have any clients that are scared, and how, how do they behave?
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, a lot of times you see a combination. I think sometimes that fear, uh, you see that a lot they, the fear of the unknown, uh, fear of missed deadlines, uh, you know, and the assumptions that it's just not going to work.
1: Right. It's too much is riding on it. Maybe it's a younger project manager doesn't have the experience. He's worried that your delivery is a reflection of him. He's at a certain stage in his career, so fear is the motivating theme with a scarecrow client. Let's chat about some other villains. Do you remember who Harley Quinn was?
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: She's a she's the Joker's girlfriend.
0: I can recommend to get there.
1: She's kind of a uh, jester-like throwback, but she's also flirting with Batman, if you remember. That's the dichotomy of this, this character. She is in love with Joker. That's the boyfriend. But she always wants to leave Joker, and she'll flirt with Batman. That's what makes her really unique. And I see this in client relationship all the time. Here's how it shows up. You're Batman. You're in this relationship from Batman to Harley Quinn, but all she talks about is the Joker. You, you know, I know I hired you for the service, but let me tell you, the other guy was so much better and so much faster. Well, you want to say, you know, enough. I've heard enough about the other guy. Why don't you hire him? Mm-hmm. They ha- they're in love with someone else, but they're flirting with you. And it's also the threat I'm going to leave you and hire the other guy. And guess what? They say the same thing to the Joker. You don't think the Joker's getting jealous about Batman? She's doing the same thing. You know, this is when um, clients very smartly may have three different law firms they work with. Because you want a backup plan. And they're not all specialists. And you just keep everyone on as well. just want to let you know. The other guy's lowered his prices. They keep you on your toes
0: Do you have clients like that yeah yeah i think in um you know in our business we see that quite a bit and you know and and to me i i you know i understand it it's it's a little frustrating too because you don't want to hear about another vendor you you know you want to focus on the job you can do another example of the batman villains uh the the
1: mobsters um if you remember it was carmine falcone or sal maroney there's just there's there's various mobsters When you think about a mobster, what they're all famous for is turf wars. There's internal feuding. There's competition across them. And here's how this shows up in the client world. You think you're dealing with the boss, the mobster. What you don't understand is when that mobster goes back to the company, he's not the boss. There's another boss. The old boss got shot. Now there's a new boss, there's a new made man. Oh, they used to be in charge of the west part of town, and then they lost that and there's the east part of town. They're not the decision maker. See, there, there's a committee somewhere of ever-changing goals and budgets. Have you ever had that experience?
0: Yeah, and I think what that would probably relate to in the business world is when you're dealing with a very large company and there's lots of departments and lots of approvals you need to get. And so it does seem a bit like turf wars in a way. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite Batman characters was Bane
1: even his name is the hint he is the Bane of your existence Bane is that go-getter who is with a thing over the, the mouth and you know very strong he's a take charge kind of player he manhandles everything this is somebody who is not going to follow your rules your way it's his way Have you ever had a client like that
0: yeah yeah i think you you get that quite a bit where clients want they come in with a a plan that they want to execute and you have to make that decision whether you want to bend to their rules depends on how much you want the business right
1: well bane is smarter than you he's put more time into this than you have and he's stronger than you and you're stuck with him There's a reason why you took his money in the first place, because there was something that you wanted from that relationship. And you know it going into it that he's going to be the bane of your existence. Let's talk about another famous Batman villain, Mr. Freeze, who's played in the movie, some of the first Batman movies, by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Exactly, exactly. Um, This is a really complex character. Mr. Freeze is actually a good guy. If you know, do you know his storyline? Do you ever remember what happened?
0: No, I don't remember how. He's
1: to... a romantic and he's a scientist. And his wife is dying of this rare disease. And he's so smart and capable, but not smart enough to cure her disease. He puts her in status. You know, she's basically, in so many words, frozen on ice until he can solve that problem. That's his motivation. Meanwhile everything is a freeze gun and ice and, but really what does it mean? His life is frozen. He's on hold because the thing that he loves, things are not working out. That's the backstory. So when you look at him, he's afraid to do anything. He's afraid to make a mistake. He is frozen, waiting for news, waiting on bated breath. Like what am I, is Batman gonna help me? Is there going to be a way to solve this disease? In the meantime, I'm going to cause havoc because my life's on hold. I'm frozen. These types of clients, let's translate that into the business world. Um, Does it ring any bells on its surface of what that could be?
0: I don't know that I have clients who've frozen their life. (laughs) (laughs) I have some that probably (laughs) wish they had.
1: But no, no, no. Here's how it shows up in business. They've hired you. They've put a schedule together with you they've invested in with you they have told you about the turnaround time and you have this plan you've decided which one of your project managers you're going to dedicate to service this person you have limited bandwidth as a service provider you have it all mapped out and then something goes wrong with him and you may or may not even know it and suddenly he's frozen because he's handling the love of his life his business some other problem In the beginning, he used to get back to you every meeting once a week on Monday. Suddenly, where is he? And it screws up everything. You took a 25% deposit. You've got 15% of the work complete. You are depending upon the money coming in at different stages of completion. But where is he? Frozen in ice, not getting back to you because there's something happening in his personal life, in his business, in his management. Maybe he's lost staff and turnover. He doesn't have the time that's how that shows up have you seen that
0: yeah yeah no and i think that's a that's pretty uh pretty common in in the larger companies that you deal with where there's a lot of ancillary uh, things going on that you don't necessarily know about that they become preoccupied someone someone gets fired or someone quits and now they freeze all their projects and Mm -hmm. you don't know why
1: It's also common in small entrepreneurial outfits too. And I know even as an entrepreneur myself, as I was coming up and growing my organization, I fell victim to it because we don't have the bandwidth. I was depending on somebody, they quit, or there's another fire and I have to be Superman and I have to go handle that, and there's only so many hours in a day. And what seems really important to you, because you have a $100,000 contract, Fails miserably in comparison to my other issue, which is a million-dollar issue. Mm -hmm. And we never want to tell you why. When Mr. Freeze is shooting his ice ray gun around Gotham, he never says, Hey, everybody, I've got this problem with my wife. He's just the villain. Right, right. So let's move on to the next one. Two-Face. Two-Face... was played by Tommy Lee Jones. Remember that in the movie? Oh, right. yeah, yeah. And he literally had a line going across his face. He is a schizophrenic. There's two sides to him, of good and evil. Um, and he was famous for flipping a coin. Remember that? Right. right. He doesn't have judgment. He doesn't make decisions. He, got, he lacks the judgment. It's all just, hey, dumb luck. Maybe it's going to work. Maybe it's not. So, John, have you ever had a two-face type of
0: client work with you? Yeah, so I, I would think this is probably someone who is not totally committed to you or to the project, um, someone who may not truly trust in you as a, as a vendor that you're going uh, to deliver the service that you've, that you've committed to.
1: Yeah, it's part of it. I think these are people who, even when you succeed, it wasn't because of your knowledge or your skills or your ability or your special secret sauce. Ah, eh, you just got lucky this time, got right. You're a market research consultant and you, know, you did an incredible job with focus groups and telling the, consul- the client why their service is going to work but they never get credit for it. It was just dumb luck. So these are the people who will challenge you and they may or may not hire you again. They don't see the value of your service. Let's talk about another famous Batman villain, probably the most famous after the Joker, is Catwoman. Catwoman, I think we all kind of know, she's in love with what Batman represents. I don't think she's really in love with Batman. They never get together. They get together a little bit. They flirt with each other. They have an affair of some sort but they're not husband and wife. They don't end up together. They're not on the same side. She has a romantic view of what Batman offers, but is in love with the concept of Batman, not the man. So that's my deep dive into the superhero relationship. What does the Catwoman batman relationship mean in consultant-client relationships in business?
0: So now I... I... I could be wrong here, but what I think this represents is someone who really seems to want to do business with you, has you draw proposals all the time, is very excited about them, but never gets anything in to, to start.
1: It's the forever prospect. Maybe, 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 but they can't close a deal. That's the one that got away. That's the one who has nine lives, like the cat, and it's so appealing. It's so sexy. It's the one you want. Batman wants her, and it's it's you will waste more of your time chasing this alley cat that you will never catch. Do another couple. This one is a little more esoteric. Do you remember who Raz Al Ghul was?
0: I think you're. This is a pretty deep cut here. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: he is uh, the backstory. Um, when Batman went out to Tibet, he joins the League of Shadows. They're they're ninja monk warriors, I and this was the leader. Okay. This is someone who was a great teacher. Liam Neeson. Le- absolutely, it was <laughs> Liam Neeson. This is Liam Neeson, um, and ultimately has a very different extreme view of the world and he breaks away from it and he becomes the villain because he's an extreme version of all the negative traits that Batman could have become. This is somebody who comes to Gotham and wants to poison the entire city's water supply to to start over, who burns Wayne Manor down to the ground. So this is a powerful, serious type of villain where the protagonist, the hero, has a history with them and has a past. Has that ever showed up in your client relationships?
0: Yeah, so I would think this would be a a client that you've potentially worked with in the past. Maybe you worked with them at a previous company or a prior business, and they're just somewhat destructive in every aspect of a project, but yet because you have that previous relationship, You're drawn back to them. Exactly. Now let me speak as a client for a moment.
1: I fall for this. I've made this mistake so many times over and over again. And now I'm really trying to learn the errors of my ways and I'm trying to stop it. Here's what happens to me. In my former life, when I was an employee working my way up at some company, there's always a guy that I know who's in a, related in the industry, another young up-and-comer, and we become compatriots and friends a little bit. He's not your best friend, but he's the guy that says hello to you at industry networking events, and you like each other. You've maybe even worked well together on that project, but five years have gone by, 10 years have gone by, maybe 15. You've still seen him every now and then, but he went on his own trajectory, and now... He's a partner at that law firm, at that architect's office, and he comes and meets you, and you don't know how he sees you. He has dollar signs in his eyes. He sees you because now you think he works as an architect or a lawyer. Uh-uh. He's a rainmaker. That's how he made partner. There's nothing more important for consulting business than bringing the money in. So he sees you and has a relationship, and this is the mistake that I fall for every time. They tell me, hey, Elon, we go way back. I'm going to take care of you. I work for this big firm. I'm going to make special attention that you are taken care of, and I sign up. And the moment that happens, he gets a kickback from the organization. He hands it off to some junior project manager who reports to some VP in another department, and I get treated terribly because I'm not a big client it's not a good fit. I'm a little client with one project they all go to the big project well I think I have an in with this guy he's gonna help but really he's sort of faking it and every now and then I get an email once I time hey how are things going yeah I'm working behind the scenes I'm doing all this. you're doing nothing but getting a paycheck that's the Razal ghoul type of client So the last of the 12 is poison Ivy. This is a character who is a little bit of a perversion of mother nature. Um, She's someone who is speaking on behalf of the plants. Everything in her world behaves organically. There are ups and downs that occur naturally. So the Poison Ivy archetype villain is a very complex, subtle type of behavior. Have you seen that with some of your clients?
0: Yeah, so I think what this would represent in a client is someone who's likable, um, very easygoing, but they don't actually move things forward. They don't get things to the next level, a little too nonchalant. And from the service provider side, it's just frustrating because you're doing the work, but you just can't get things to move forward. I've had
1: experiences where we're working with a client And we're asking questions about the budget and the timeline. And the response was, man, I love you. You're awesome. What? We're trying to build a business. They just don't take business as seriously, proactively, in an organized fashion as we're accustomed to. But we're not going to change them. And we need to learn how to work with that kind of player. So that's the full gamut of the 12 different Batman villains. And you can see how... These are the different types of clients that you'll experience.
0: Yeah, so I totally get it. And I think I can see how this represents a lot of the client-vendor relationships you have in business. So as I asked earlier, what I would love to know, and I'm sure all our listeners would as well, is do you have some you know, code book on how <laughs> to <work laughs> So what's books?
1: the secret? Which weapon... Uh, We'll shoot them down. Yes, we have answers to all this. And if you go to the website, you can download the graphic, uh, the handout that will show you the secrets to how to combat these types
0: of villain clients. Ah, that's excellent. All right. So for everyone, make sure you download the graphic. It shows the different types of clients that we all work with every day, how they fit these Batman villain archetypes, and then most importantly, how you can change the way you operate and the way you behave around them so that you get the best results possible. Alon, so what parting advice do you have on us other than downloading that graphic and understanding more? Is there some secret to all of this and how it relates to the, the Batman story? There is.
1: Everything in the Batman world is about psychology. You ever think about what Arkham is? It's the insane asylum for the criminally insane. Your hero is suffering from anger management. He's suffering from incredible amounts of grief and loss of the death of his parents. He is a psychological mess, right? So what a lot of people don't know is that all the villains are actually reflections of Batman's own psychosis think about it. Batman has a dichotomy in life. He struggles. Am I Bruce Wayne? Am I Batman? Who am I? Who does that sound like? Two-Face. Tooth- Tooth- yeah. Exactly. If I told you that when I'm not working as a CEO, I spend all my time going into dark alleyways looking for trouble to start fights, I think you'd be a little worried. So, what's really interesting is every one of these villains is a reflection of batman so the business takeaway is you're not just a consultant you my friend are a client as well think about the vendors and subcontractors and relationships you have because while you may not see your own mask they're putting you into the same categories
0: oh that's interesting so as a takeaway when you look at this graphic you should also be thinking of yourself in this light with all the all the people you deal with where you're the paying customer and you're the one getting the service from them. And are you behaving like the Riddler or the Joker or Bane? It's interesting insight. And so so you, you could learn something on both sides of this. Absolutely. Well, Alon, thank you so much for going through this. This was awesome. For all our listeners, make sure you download the graphic. It's got the archetypes detailed but also most importantly how you can adjust your behavior so you can adapt to working the best way possible with them and maybe we'll all learn something a little bit about ourselves in the process so thank you for being here and we'll catch you in the next episode thank you for listening to the gotham principles podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts and stay connected with us at gothamprinciples.com